Good morning. God bless you. Pastor Rich here. Another podcast morning. I'm excited about it. I love these mornings. We're actually trying to figure out how to add more teaching mornings or podcasts uh, to combat these antichrist uh, teachers that are under uh, Satan's reign and, and re, uh, preach and teach and convey the truth concerning God's word. Amen. Let me pray over you. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord. The scripture says that this is your day and this is the day that you've given us, the believer, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you that today, uh, may it have great favor. May the blessing of the Lord be in our day today. Uh, may we see God in our day. May we know him. May we speak with him. May we have conversation with our God today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We come against now every ungodly attack of Satan, uh, any assignment of Satan. In Jesus' name we command you to cease in your assignment. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare the scripture, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let me remind you of this uh, before I start on my assignment today, that you are the biggest prophet of your own life. Now, you're not a bona fide uh, prophet ordained by God to the world, but in the sense prophecy is, is to speak uh, and, and to decree concerning future events. So you have the authority over you to speak and prophesy your future. So right now, if I were you, I'd begin to speak concerning your health. Now, I don't know what it is that you're facing today, uh, health issues, maybe uh, bad reports from the doctor. Uh, I would take a moment and I would just prophesy and say, uh, there's healing, there's divine health in my near future. I'd call myself the healed of the Lord in Jesus' mighty name, and I'd begin to speak the scriptures concerning healing and com combat sickness and or disease. I would also, uh, whatever it is you struggle with. Now, Paul had a thorn in the flesh. Uh, there, there, now, I don't want to put this on anybody, and I don't want to teach it in error, but sometimes we as Christians develop thorns in the flesh as well, and that thorn in the flesh may be something that you have to overcome the rest of your life here on this earth. Uh, so you can overcome it by faith. First uh, John 5, 4 says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Uh, so you your faith can overcome the, the struggle or the trial in your life right now. So if, if there's something in your life, uh, maybe in, in insecurity, maybe a, a flashback uh, to your past, uh, maybe an image, maybe a voice, maybe verbiage that people have spoken over you in error. Uh, you combat it with the word of God and it will eventually, near future, eventually cease because the words of God are greater than the words of Satan and the words of man. Uh, amen. God bless you. I want to deal with this morning, get back on this uh, teaching, the, the end time study. And I want to really focus on the Antichrist uh, spirits. Uh, that's plural. Uh, I know there's a singular Antichrist, uh, but I'm not talking about him yet. I'm talking about the Antichrist's spirits that are on this earth preparing those who that will be left behind uh, to not only tolerate but and or to receive and celebrate him as uh, their Messiah because that's what he'll portray himself to be. Uh, in the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, and then he will shift into a very 
a nasty demonic person that he is and manipulate and control forcefully uh, those who are left behind. So let's get into this. Go into 1 John, if you will, and let's start in verse 15. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified uh, uh, Version. I like the Amplified. I like the New American Standard Bible, and and I like the New King James uh, Version as well. Uh, I also, if you're going to be a studier, um, you know, I like the message concerning some things uh, I, I think some scriptures in the message, it, it elaborates um, almost to a, uh, a, a cinema-type, movie-type uh, storyline, which you have to be careful uh, to keep the, the word in line within the parameters that God set. Amen. Uh, and understand this. The, the word of God is simply First uh, John, when we get into John and, and get into the Revelation, and, and on and on it goes, it's, it's the records of of the kingdom of God that these men took and conveyed to humanity. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, are records recorded. Uh, uh, they recorded Jesus. These are records of Jesus' life, records of the miracles of Jesus, and on and on it went. The letters Paul sent were under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. They're recordings of the Holy Spirit that God conveyed to the Holy Spirit that conveyed it to Paul, and then he recorded it so that we would have information. Uh, so we have to be very careful not to change the meaning the, of the records that these men kept uh, for us. Amen. So here we go, 15, 1 John 2, Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and the sensual cravings of the flesh, then the lust and longing for uh, longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in, in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. I'm going to read that again. Uh, Dylan, did you hear that? That's powerful. It says, uh, uh, pretentious confidence in one's resources, or in the stability of earthly things. There's a lot of people in the world, a lot of Christians, that have false confidence in their tangible resources, earthly resources. Uh, They can't get you to heaven. Uh, They can't buy the things of God. They can't purchase the the promised things or the, the things that are available to, uh, to us by way of covenant, you can't purchase them. Uh, but he said here, uh, be careful because this is what's going to happen. A lot of people are going are gonna to have this pretentious confidence in things. But then he goes on to say, he says, uh, uh, they do, these things do not come from the Father, but they are from the world. The world is passing away. And with it, it's lust, the shameful pursuit of the ungodly longings. But the one that does the will, the, the word will, you can just write the word. The one that does the word or uh, performs or operates within the word of God and carries out its purpose lives forever. If you're a believer, a believing believer, say, that's me. I will live forever. Uh, children, it is the last hour, the end of this age we're entering into uh, when when we are raptured, we will enter into a new age. Uh, that will n- not be the rapture age. We're being raptured, uh, but, but we are living in a church age now. Uh, that's what we're presently in. 
and we are going to enter into the tribulation age, the seven-year age or time frame, time period. Uh, but this age, the present church age, the age we call the age of grace, the age of Jesus, the age of the Holy Spirit, which is all the church age, will come to an end when we, the believer, the bride of Christ, will be raptured. Let me say that again and help you. Uh, though the believing believer, why do you say believing believer? Because there's a lot of people that profess Jesus Christ uh, as a Christian, but they don't know him. Uh, there's, I believe in the recent study, Barna Research studied uh, two years ago, uh, now around that, uh, there was like 80% of Americans said they were Christians, uh, but they never came to God by way of the cross. Uh, they just chose, uh, you know, that title because they weren't an, an atheist or they weren't, you know, the, the opposite. But a, a Christian, a person that's a Christian, uh, they have with their heart recognized that they are lost in need of a Savior. They're a sinner in need of a Savior. And they have chosen Jesus Christ uh, to help them. They've gone by the way of the cross. And the Bible says, no man can come to the Father lest you come through Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. It's the only way uh, to become a Christian is to give your life uh, to, Jesus, to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says you are saved by grace through faith. It's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Uh, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it was according to God's grace, Christ died for us. Uh, so you, you must understand this. As a Christian, we have given our life uh, to God. Now, back to 80%. I don't believe that 80%. It would be if you took 10 people and you asked 10 random people today, and, uh, you know, do you believe Jesus Christ? You, are you a Christian? And they said yes. And then you said to them, how do you know that they are that you are a Christian? I, I don't think 8 out of 10 would be able to tell you uh, Romans 10, 9, and 10, that I believe in my heart God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth, and I am saved. Uh, that's why we say a believing believer, meaning someone who knows and has come through Jesus on the cross of Calvary, and have professed him as Lord and Savior. So, so back to this now. Uh, we have, uh, in, in, and I want to uh, insert this here. Uh, the fabric of salvation is hardy. The, the The fabric of salvation is 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 not fragile. Like if we were, I had a great conversation with with my wife and two other women of God last night, and a great conversation. And in that conversation, this came out of my mouth. If we were to, to liken salvation to a, fra a fabric, it wouldn't be a tissue, especially a, a cheap tissue. Uh, if, if we liken salvation to a tissue, uh, that would mean, and this, is, this would be incorrect, but that would mean that we, could we would lose our salvation all day long. There would be no way to keep your salvation because we are imperfect. We are an imperfect people with a perfect Savior only becoming perfect when we're transformed uh, in, in the rapture. Uh, and we get this new body and on and on it goes. So if we were to liken it as a, a tangible thing, we would say uh, salvation is more so like a, a, a tugboat rope or strap that where it has, it has great stretch to it 
it, it has uh, a great uh, strength and ability to it, and it has holding power. That's what salvation. So don't let Satan deceive you into thinking that, that salvation is cheap and fragile, and, and you lose it all day long. No, if you are saved by grace through faith initially, uh, you are saved by grace eternally. Uh, the only difference that changes is some people have a heart change along the way. If you receive Jesus by way of faith and you made a choice, a valid choice, a coherent choice in your right mind to receive him as your Lord and Savior, uh, you you stay in that frame of mind uh, for eternity on this earth and you'll make heaven. It's only when you change your mind or Satan deceives you out of that truth and then you deny knowing Jesus or deny that the cross is the only way to heaven. And a lot of people are doing this. A lot of people are coming into this, and I don't want to get into too many things, uh, but a false Christianity and a false peace where we all join together. I could liken it to this. Uh, one of the uh, end time, and it's not, we, we haven't heard this term so much lately, but one of the end time uh, religions that is, is present is called Chrislam. Now, it's not so much about Christianity and, and, and is, to be uh, an Isla, uh, Islamic. I don't know if that's the right term. But uh, what the idea is that all religions need to come together in peace. And then God, because he's the God of peace, uh, would receive all religions. Uh, that's heresy. Uh, th that's incorrect. That couldn't be further from the truth. You say, now, now why would you say that? Well, every, uh, we can't make assumptions. We can't form opinions without having doctrine. And our Bible states that there was Isaac, Christian, and, and, and there, there was his, his brother that was made from the bond woman. Come on, is somebody here uh, today? Uh, Ishmael, and the Bible says that those two will never, ever, never come together and or will never get along. Ishmael represents the Islamic nations. Uh, Isaac represents uh, Abraham, the father of Christianity. So if the Bible says those two can never come together, then I don't care what kind of uh, preaching, praying, uh, misconception, the, what kind of ideas you have, but if God says they'll never get along, then whatever man says cannot happen. So uh, you're not going to combine religions and God accept them. The only time God accepts a human being is that when a human being comes to him through the work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Uh, that's the scripture. Can someone say amen to that? Now, I want to get into the scripture back again. Uh, there are antichrists, the, the Bible says, in the uh, 18th verse of Second First uh, uh, John 2. And what does that mean? What is, what is an antichrist with an S? And the antichrists are these demon spirits that have been loosed by Satan uh, to prepare a people to receive the antichrist uh, when he takes his seat during the tribulation period. Now, uh, if I could simply go through a timeline, I don't know if you can see on my desk, I leave this timeline that I'm building uh, and creating so that people understand what's happening. I'm going to give that 
and then I'm going to leave these behind. So people that are left behind and miss the rapture, uh, they'll find these. They'll be able to get a hold of these, and they'll understand they still have. there's still hope for you. If you're left behind, there's still hope for you. But let me go through this timeline of events quickly. Number one, Bible, uh, Paul prophesied uh, by uh, way of the kingdom of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit spoke. The Spirit of God spoke to Paul uh, concerning the, the day we live, the day he lived, projecting where we're presently at. And God said, Paul, I want you to, to, to take a record or write or record what I'm about to tell you and prepare it for those who will come after you. That's prophecy. Uh, so Paul began to write and, and warn different churches. They call them the, the letters, Pauline epistles, uh, where he wrote to these churches he wrote by way of recording the voice of God and then sent these letters, which we call them today, and said, warning, warning, warning. This is going to happen. Uh, this is going to progress. Uh, as it gets closer to the end times, you'll see these things. Uh, these things should not scare you. However, they should be signs to you from God uh, uh, so that you know the hour in which you are living. That's all they are. Uh, the book of Revelation, no S, Revelation. Uh, John on the Isle of Patmos uh, had a revelation of the end. God revealed to him the end. And John then took record uh, of the revelation that God gave him so that he could project to us uh, the scripture of what's to come. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, God has warned us and is warning us. Now, if God has warned us, uh, from from the Gospels, the records of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are records of Jesus Christ's words, Jesus Christ's ministry. Uh, th those are recordings, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in even Jesus' records, he said in several places, I'm leaving, but I'll come back. This is what's going to happen between that time. And then we have record, the days of Noah. We have record of the parable of two in the field, uh, one leaves, two in the bed, one leaves. We have record of the falling away. We have record of false prophets. We have record of false pastors. We have record of false teachers. Jesus prophesied and warned us that that would start at the very beginning of the church age because now we have the truth, Jesus the word, the truth to preach, and Satan will always be anti or combat the truth. So we have record of all these things. If God put these scriptures in here for us, how important do you think it is that we recognize and take notice of the hour in which we're living? And the answer is it's extremely important that we're not caught off guard. Uh, we should not be sleeping. Now, now you could be sleeping in bed, but I'm talking about uh, you shouldn't be drunk in the day when Jesus returns, uh, meaning intoxicated in life. Uh, uh, you shouldn't be sleeping, meaning like just uh, I'm out of sorts. I don't know what's going on. No, you should be. You should calculate with the scripture and live a calculated life concerning where we are and what's about to happen. And and a great event is about to take place. Uh, once again, uh, salvation is not fragile. It's not a fragile thing. It's not easily broken. The covenant between God and a human being is the strongest covenant on the planet. 
It's a powerhouse covenant. It's not easily entered into. Uh, now, it's free, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, and it, you cannot, a demon, a human being cannot, the Bible says, separate you from the, the grip of God. So if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna quote unquote lose your salvation, once again I don't like that term, uh, but if you're gonna quote unquote lose your salvation, uh, you are going to have to uh, self destruct, or you are going to have to within your own ability deny God. Why would anybody want to deny God? I'll tell you why: a deception by way of these antichrist spirits. Uh, but it's not something you can just do. It's a it's progressive. It's a progression. Uh, you know, uh, Paul said, I hope this is all right for everybody. I'm going to do it anyway. It's in my heart. Paul said in Acts, he said, I, uh, before Jesus Christ, would travel around as a Pharisee, and, and I would try to make people blaspheme the very things of God. Now, now we know blasphemy of God, the Holy Ghost, blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is the unpardonable sin. I, I did quote unquote. So I'll teach on that in the next couple of weeks and, and, and give you truth and understanding about that scripture. But then Paul said in 1 Timothy, uh, um, I blasphemed uh, God and, and I did it in ignorance in an error. And because I was ignorant, God's grace covered me and his mercy saved me. And, and he even went on, he said, it's by grace. He says, I, I am the chief sinner of all, but by his mercy, he saved me. Amen. So what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say that, that you just can't like sin flippantly and lose your salvation. A lot of people sin in ignorance. Now, now Paul very stated in the book of Romans uh, to the church in Rome, do you think that that because of the grace of God should you continue in sin? And he said, no, absolutely not, but we we cannot discount grace. Uh, grace is so multifaceted. Uh, there's so many, uh, grace is, is intricate, intricate. Uh, it, it has, uh, I, I can't even kind of convey what I see when I say grace. Uh, there's so many elements to grace. Uh, grace is, is uh, a singular power and or ability of God, an attribute of God. Uh, but grace, God fashions grace for people specifically, uh, not only corporately. Now, grace is a wonderful tool. Uh, um, the point I'm making is please don't walk around thinking that you're at risk of losing your salvation all day long. You're not. God is and will do everything he possibly can. He put it in his book. He's given us every possible chance. He's stretched himself, if you will, uh, to get every single person he can into the kingdom of God. He won't go against his word, but he's done everything he possibly can and will do everything for every single human being on the planet to get them into the rapture. Now, I think this is marvelous. If you're a, an eschatology, uh, you know, a study or a person of the end time studies, uh, when we're raptured, God then, because of his grace, mercy, and love, uh, he looses 144,000 Jews. He seals them, which means they cannot, they're going to be so severe and impenetrable by Satan. They're sealed with the promise of God. 
immediately when the Antichrist, uh, when Israel actually signs it, its peace treaty in error with the Antichrist, uh, the, the tribulation starts, and those 144 Jews show up that day and are ready, sealed, and they go to work, and they become the most severe evangelists the planet has ever seen. Now, they're going to be loosed for three and a half years. So if you're left behind, God doesn't say, forget about you. I'm a mean, evil God, and I don't like you. But, but if you denied God uh, before the tribulation, then that first three and a half year period, these 144,000 uh, are going to evangelize the world. And the Bible says that masses are going to come to him through them. God uh, will send Jesus once again uh, and rapture that group of people. After they're raptured, the 144,000 are raptured, and then God once again sends another hope. And he, he'll send at that time uh, uh, two, oh, let me get to my notes to help you uh, correctly. Uh, he'll send it at that time two witnesses, and that's found Revelation in Malachi. He'll send two witnesses that will once again be his witnesses and, and try to reach people once again. Uh, my point I'm making is the fabric of salvation is hardy, it's strong, it's impenetrable by Satan. Its only weak link is the person that possesses it also possesses the ability to set it down. Uh, don't you quit on God. Can you say amen to that? Uh, back to this, uh, my, my teaching of today. Oh, I'm out of time. It goes so quick, Dylan. Um, can I give you a few things, the Antichrist? I want to give you uh, five things uh, that uh, that will happen when after we're raptured, but you must understand these five things to see uh, what Satan's trying to set up already uh, for that rapture age or, or, or the tribulation age. Number one, we're one we we will see if you're left behind or in that seven year tribulation period, there will be a one world global leader. Uh, the Bible says these five things, I'll give you a scripture next week, uh, a one world global leader, number one, uh, because of that, a one world government. Uh, then you'll see by this, uh, uh, you know, one world government, the mark of the beast on the forehead and or the right hand. Maybe I'll teach that in the coming weeks. There'll be a mark of the beast in which you will take to identify yourself as a believer of Satan. If not, uh, you'll be pursued uh, by this one world government, uh, the police of this one world government, and you're going to be destroyed. Uh, then we go, because of this, this mark, or because of this technology of the mark, you'll, be, you'll enter into a one world economy. The dollar will be gone. Uh, your money uh, will be in a computer world. And it will be uh, governed, it will be managed in such a way that they will track your every move. And I even believe uh, biblically uh, that they'll ration or limit your expenditures uh, because they'll track you. Uh, come on now, uh, this isn't scary to us, but this is why we see what's happening in the world today. It's prophecy coming to pass. Amen. Uh, let me go a little further. Uh, we'll see a one-world religion. Uh, recently, in a in a conference-type uh, religious meeting, the Pope stood up and said, it's very important that the world enters into a one-world uh, religion. 
Uh, once again, this is a sign, end time sign of the Antichrist. Uh, can I go a little further? Uh, the Antichrist spirits are setting up the stage, uh, the seat uh, for the Antichrist. Now, this Antichrist person, uh, he will be the master counterfeit. If you even now, maybe we'll, we'll talk about this, get my wife back uh, next week. If you go through the book of Revelation, everything that Jesus does and is, uh, the Antichrist counterfeits. Even so much as he comes back, he comes riding, the, the uh, Revelation said, on a white horse. Uh, we see that he uh, suffers a, a horrific death, just like the Messiah. Uh, he's an antichrist, just like God sent Jesus as a Messiah. So Satan will send his antichrist as a Messiah to the people that are left behind. Now, Satan is a great counterfeit. This antichrist will duplicate uh, the very doctrine of God's word. He will be a, a, blasphemer, a, a blasphemer at the highest level. These spirits that we're fighting now, especially, and I've been talking about this for weeks, the spirit of deception are the high spirits of the day. Pastor, what do I do? Uh, you pursue Jesus and you're off limits. Uh, you get serious about Christianity and you don't have to worry about these things. So why are you telling us these things? The Bible says be ready. The Bible says prepare yourselves. We preach this. We, we, we preach a radical, uh, unadulterated, unperverted, unpolluted word of God. And it appears that, that people still receive it as it's just another day. It's just another week. No, no. The, the days and weeks are going, uh, you know, seem to be going faster than ever before. Jesus is coming sooner than ever before. And my job is to get you ready to go. Uh, amen. I hope this was a blessing to you. I know I kind of covered a lot. Uh, if you have questions, please send them to me. And then I also want to do this. I want to start having a mini studio uh, or, or uh, audience in the studio. Uh, a mini audience in the studio. That means like six, maybe eight people uh, as we have this in my office. So if you'd like to be a part of that in the next couple of weeks, if you can contact the office, contact, talk to Dylan, and he'll give you dates to be in the studio with us. Um, you know, we've had a couple of different people, not several, a couple of different people sit in to these, uh, these podcasts, and it's just a neat time. So once again, I love you. Please send me questions. Uh, and if I don't answer immediately, some of you are asking me not difficult uh, questions, but questions that can't be answered in, in a just a, a you know a texting uh, sequence. Uh, so give me a little time and I'll get notes to you on your questions. But we love you. We thank God for you. Uh, we're going to heaven together. We're not going to be left behind. Uh, your salvation is sure and true. And the Bible says you are anchored by hope. A hope of Jesus Christ's return anchors you uh, to your salvation. So I love you, or salvation in Christ. I love you. God bless you. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, church, 645, we'll continue in these end-time uh, teachings and, and preaching. Uh, see you then. Pastor Rich signing off. <laughs>